If this is your first time here at South Coast Christian, we welcome you. Uh, we've been in a series, uh, sermon series. This is our fourth week of a sermon series called Body Parts. And the Apostle Paul, in, the, in Romans chapter 12, refers to the church as the body of Christ. He describes the church as similar to the human body that has all these different parts and they work together. And when they're synchronized in unity and harmony, guess what? The physical body works really, really well. But when one part of the body all of a sudden, I have a hip that's been bothering me. I had a shoulder that was bothering me, but I got that fixed through some, you know, physical therapy. And now I'm thinking, man, do I need to get my hip? Because what happens is when one thing starts to get out of sync, guess what? It affects the entire body. Well, in Romans chapter 12, the apostle Paul says, let me just read the scripture for you. God has given each of you, in 1 Peter 4.10 actually, uh, Peter writes, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. In Romans 12, the apostle Paul lists the different gifts that we have. You can also find more gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And Peter says that these gifts that you have been given, let me read that again. God has given each of you. No one in this room does not have a gift from God. You all have been given gifts. And what is that gift meant to be used for? Myself? To better? No, it says that it is to be used to serve one another. We are to serve one another as the body of Christ. We are to lift up one another. We are, to, we are to help one another. We've talked about serving. We've talked about giving. We've talked about the different gifts of the Spirit that God has given us. We all have gifts. A gift is this unique ability that God has given you to do his work. I've been sharing about how we must respond in faith to the gift that God has given us. And each week I've been talking about the parable of the talents. And I keep on sharing about that because I want this to get into your spirit. Because if you remember the story about the parable of the talents, it was the one person, the one servant who had the one talent. He responded to the gift or the talent that was given to him. He responded in fear. And he went out and he buried that one talent. And then the other two servants, guess what? They responded in faith. And in long story short, what took place was that the one servant who responded in fear the one talent that he had was taken from him. The, the other two servants who responded to the talents that they were given in faith, guess what? The king, the master, he said, hey, here's more talents I'm going to give to you because guess what? You use your talents for a purpose. Do you use your talents for my kingdom? If you want to lose, if there's a sure way of losing your talent or the gift that God has given you, you know what? You just take it and you walk in fear. And you watch what will take place. That will start to diminish more and more. But if you have the, if, I almost said a wrong word. You need to have the courage to step out and face some of you getting, I'm glad, thank you, Jesus, for holding that back. If you have the courage to step out in faith, guess what? God will take that talent. He will use it to the maximum, and he will give you more talents. He needs people who are willing to step out in faith for the talents that he's given you so that you can, guess what, spread the love of Jesus to others. As part of this series, Body Parts, we want you to help each one of you to discover the gifts that God has given you and how that you can use that gift effectively to serve others and ultimately serve God. Today, the gift that we're talking about is the gift of mercy. 
In Romans 12.8, at the very end of that scripture, in Romans 12.8, it says, if your gift is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Paul lists mercy as a spiritual gift. I just got to tell you right now, if I was writing scripture, which I'm not, thank God, I don't know that I would include mercy in one of the gifts of the Spirit. It just seems like such a boring and blasé, you know, I mean, mercy. I mean, I would, wisdom and, and teaching and prophecy, these are powerful gifts. But all of a sudden, Paul writes in there, mercy is a gift of the Spirit. Mercy is to have compassion towards someone. Jesus states on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they for they shall obtain mercy. Mercy can be shown in a variety of ways, and Jesus is probably the greatest example of how mercy should be shown. He shows it throughout the Gospels. We, we have a great game plan. If you just read the Gospels, you can see how mercy is shown. Jesus demonstrated mercy through healing people, feeding people, and forgiving people. At some point in all of our lives, we probably have been extended mercy at some point in our life. If you're a follower of Jesus, catch this thought. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have been shown the mercy of God through the gift of his grace. You have been shown the mercy of God through the gift of his grace. Mercy is a wonderful gift. It's not getting what we deserve. Come on. How many of you guys have been driving too fast, and all of a sudden you heard the sirens behind you. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, you guys, are, you guys don't even want to raise your hands. I'm the only one here that's being honest. Yeah, thank you. All of a sudden, and the police officer, he pulls you over, and you're going, oh, shoot. And man, there's been a couple times I've gotten my tickets, but there's been a couple times when the officer came up, and I deserved the ticket. One time specifically, I was going 12 miles an hour over the speed limit. We were driving to San Francisco. We were on our way to Puerto Vallarta with the family at 4 o'clock in the morning. And we were heading down the road, and I wanted to get to the airport fast. And no one was on the road. And I'm driving down the road, and I'm going like 14, 15 miles on. Don't judge me. We don't have a house of judgment here. We don't. We don't. And I'm driving over the speed limit. All of a sudden, and the police officer pulls me over. And I'm thinking, oh, shoot, I'm going to get a ticket. And he walks up to me and he says, hey, you have a CDL, don't you? I said, yeah. He said, you know, uh, when you're clocked over 10 miles an hour uh, with a CDL, the fine is, is, is much higher. I said, really? He said, yeah, it's about $2,200. My heart, thank you. It just went like, we're canceling our vacation. We're heading home, guys. We can't afford to do this. And he looks at me and says, you know what? Um, you, probably, I, you probably don't use your CDL anymore, do you? I said, no, I'm not using it right. So I might bring this down. He said, it's just going to be a couple hundred dollars. Mercy. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy is getting something that we don't necessarily deserve, but someone extends it with compassion to us. Maybe you've been shown mercy through a parent or through a boss or through a classmate or a teacher or a friend. According to the Apostle Paul, mercy should be presented, extended, cheerfully, not under obligation or duty, but man, from compassion and from love. Here's an interesting thought as you study your Bible, hopefully you're studying your Bible, you will notice that mercy is many times, if not always, connected to faith. 
Of the stories where mercy is extended, faith is involved in the equation. Let me kind of share with you what I mean through some amazing stories that are found in the Bible. And before we begin, I want to take just a moment. How many have an envelope here today? And ushers, just to get ready, just in case if they don't have them. How many need an envelope today? If you don't have an envelope, if you're one of the family, raise your hand real high. Ushers, will you get them an envelope? They have their hands raised up real high. And inside of your envelope, keep your hand raised if you don't have an envelope. Inside of your envelope, I have put some rubber bands in there. And I want you to take this rubber band out. And I want to see your rubber band. There should be three or four. There should be enough for each member of your family. And there's someone up here. Susanna needs a packet up here. You guys can spread the packets around all up front here. Come on, somebody. Awesome. Thank you, ushers. Oh, there's lots of people. Keep passing them out. They snuck by you today. Guys, you got to keep your eyes open when they're walking through, man. They're sneaking in. Come on. Too many doors, I guess. I don't know. Get your rubber band. Do not snap anybody. Do not shoot the rubber bands at me when you don't like what I'm saying, okay? I heard this the other day, and I just thought this was so appropriate for us to do today, because I believe that mercy, to have mercy, you got to have faith. To have mercy, you got to have faith. And this rubber band today is going to represent us stretching our faith. We're going to stretch our faith today. How many are ready for some calisthenics, huh? You guys are ready? We're going to start doing some stretching exercises today. As I'm sharing today, I want the rubber band, hold it in your hand. You can either hold it or you can put it on your wrist. I want the rubber band to be a symbol of stretching faith. There are times where giving mercy requires that we stretch our faith. Stretching your faith will help you feel more spiritually alive and will help you accomplish more for the kingdom of God. Giving mercy many times will stretch you out of your comfort zone. But God wants to stretch us. How many know that God wants to stretch us out of our comfort? There's been time where my wife and I, man, we've gotten comfortable, and God said, ah, no, 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 no. Some of my friends from Las Vegas know exactly what I mean here today. And they say, no, 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 no. You're getting too comfortable. I need to stretch you some. And when we stretch, guess what happens in our life? We all of a sudden be able to be more used by God. You see, when the rubber band's like that, it can only hold so much. But man, as the rubber band stretches, look how much more it can hold. The first thing I want to share with you today is that mercy is demonstrated through healing. Throughout the Gospels, you can read accounts where Jim, Jesus demonstrates mercy by the healing the sick. In Matthew 9, 27, two blind men were healed by Jesus. The blind men cried out to Jesus, have mercy on us, son of David. And Jesus responded, catch us. And Jesus responded to them, according to your faith, let it be done to you. You see, mercy can be extended but somewhere in the extension of mercy, faith has to be in the process of that. In Matthew 17, a man approached Jesus about his son who had a terrible uh, seizures, throwing himself into the fire, and he cries out to the Lord. He says, Lord, have mercy on my son. And if you read the entire story, you discover that the disciples were not able to heal them. And Jesus goes and he heals their son. And Jesus says, the reason you couldn't heal him is because what it requires great 
faith. The man cried out, have mercy on my son. And guess what? There's times in our life when you want to have mercy, man, you're going to have to step out with great faith. And God needs to, come on, God needs to stretch us, stretch us. There's an amazing story of a healing found in 1 Kings 17. It's the story of a widow's son who all of a sudden passes away and dies. It's a story where this widow is a friend of Elijah. Uh, if you remember the story, Elijah had already had an encounter with this widow, and, and she gave him, basically, they gave Elijah their last meal, and, and God rewarded her by continuing to fill the, the jars in her, her house with oil. And now all of a sudden, this woman's, this woman's son dies, and she looks at Elijah, and she blames the prophet Elijah for his death. Read it for yourself. Read your Bible. 1 Kings 17, Elijah picks up her son and he takes her up to an upper room. Then he cried, the Bible says he cries out to God and he stretched his body over the boy three times. He literally, the boy's on the bed laying down and Elijah the prophet, the man of God, the man of great faith, he stretches out over the boy, completely covers that body with his body. He covers that body with faith. Three times it says, and he cries out to the Lord, bring this boy back to life. Bring him back to life. And the Lord hears Elijah's cries, and all of a sudden this boy comes back to life. As the body of Christ, we need to stretch our faith over those who are sick and believe that God can perform a miracle. The miracle might be in your hand. To provide the healing. Maybe you're a doctor or a nurse here. Guess what? God has gifted you with a gift where you can bring healing to people's bodies. Maybe you're a person that has financial resources and you can pay for someone's medical bill to bring healing to someone's body. But then there's times where it's going to be beyond doctors, it's going to be beyond nurses, it's going to be beyond our provision where we need to step out in faith and we need to believe God. Healing can come to this person. Are you willing to stretch out your faith as the body of Christ over people's lives today? The second thought I want to share with you today is this. Mercy is demonstrating, is demonstrated through feeding. What, Pastor Tom? Yeah, it is. In Mark chapter 8, there's a wonderful story. It's an account where crowds of people were following and listening to Jesus teach. And the people hadn't eaten anything, and Jesus calls his disciples together and in Mark 8, 2, he says, I have compassion for these people, Jesus' words. They have already been with me three days and have had nothing to eat. So the disciples bring to Jesus what they had. They had seven loaves of bread and a few fish. And Jesus all of a sudden just starts to break the loaves, starts to hand them to the disciples, starts to share the fish. And the disciples start to spread the resources out to the 4,000 people. And scripture says that when it was all done, everybody was filled, and there were seven baskets left. It was a miracle performed by Jesus. It was a miracle of mercy that required great faith. I share this story because mercy and compassion is shown through helping those in need. How many believe that today? Mercy and compassion is shown to help by helping those in need. Mercy is one of the great gifts found in the body of Christ, and today we have the opportunity to show mercy 
by supporting a wonderful ministry called Convoy of Hope. I've already had you open up your envelope, and inside your envelope there is rubber bands, and I want you to wear that rubber band this week just to remind you about stretching your faith. But inside that envelope today, you can take out this card, and there's an opportunity that you can give, and I want you just to hold that card, put it beside you as we continue forward, because I want to talk about what we can do with the gift of mercy. Convoy of Hope is about feeding the hungry. By stretching your faith, you can provide a miracle. You see, so many times we think it's outside of our ability to provide a miracle. You don't understand. The miracle's already there. You have the ability to provide. You just need to stretch your faith. We have a video we want to show to you today. 66 million children across the developing world attend school hungry. But together, we could end child hunger if only one out of every five people in the United States committed to feeding one child a year. Anyone can help end hunger through Feed One. Feed One uses nutritious meals as the doorway to providing an education, healthier living environment, clean water, and most importantly, hope. Today, Convoy of Hope is feeding more than 177,000 children in 11 different countries. But there is still more work to be done. By partnering with churches, businesses, universities, and people like you, Feed One can continue to eradicate hunger one child at a time. Every $10 feeds a child for an entire month. As Mother Teresa said, if you can't feed 100, then just feed one. Make a difference. Feed one today. As you can see, Convoy of Hope feeds thousands of people. Every day they feed 177,000 kids that wouldn't have a meal that day if it wasn't for Convoy of Hope. And catch this, for as little as $10, they, it's hard to even grasp this thought. For as little as $10, they can feed a child for a month. When you came in today, you have this envelope. I'm going to encourage you to consider, we did this about two years ago, where we fed over 130 kids. We took on sponsors. We, filled, we fed a whole village. Today, I want to do something similar, where all of a sudden, we step out in faith, we stretch our faith, and we say, you know what? $10. For you and me here, $10 is one meal. Maybe. And that's at a, at a fast food place. One meal. Think of that. How many of you could fast one meal a month? Uh, I think I could do that. In fact, I probably need to do that. Just think about it. fasting one meal a month. $10 can provide for a child the food for a month. See, Convoy of Hope is a great organization. It's a Christian organization. And there's many, Annette and I, we, we, we sponsor a child at Compassion International and through World Vision, we sponsor a child. And, and then we also do this right here because we just believe in, and Pastor Johnny and I, what was that, five years ago, we actually went to Haiti on a Convoy of Hope trip. And we went to Haiti, we actually, I saw these people serving. See, Convoy of Hope doesn't worry about everything else. They say, you know what, if we feed the child, if we partner with other organizations, with, with orphanages, if we partner with schools, if we, if we tell them we'll provide the food, guess what? The parents will send their kids to school because they know that they get a meal that day. It will change their life. It impacts their life. That one meal, they'll send their, and then as they send their kids to school, guess what's happening? They're getting educated. They're being lifted up. 
See, Convoy of Hope is not just about feeding. Man, they're raising people up. They're all about women and resources because there's so many widows there. They're putting women in, 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 in businesses and jobs and opportunities. They train the farmers how to get more crops. And the farmers, they give back to Convoy of Hope 10% of their crops so that they can give those out to more people. And then they save 10% for their next time when they, they need to seed the property. They're teaching a person, a professor from Washington State University, every year for four months goes out and, and he, he makes a difference in Haiti and different countries, training the farmers how to farm. They're making a difference. And I want us to stretch our faith. Get your rubber bands out. Stretch your faith to believe. I talked to Jeff Swaim. Um, on Friday, he's one of the executive directors for Convoy of Hope. And as he was finding out that we were going to do a Feed One program on this Mother's Day, he said, Pastor Tom, Jeff Jeff has the biggest heart in the world. And he said, Pastor Tom, will you share to your congregation this thought? Because I think it will help bring them home. He said, moms and dads in America, they think about what are we going to feed our child today? Moms and dads in areas where we go out and serve, they think about how are we going to feed our child today? Or they think about which child are we going to be able to feed today? That's reality. That's reality. And we here have the ability. I know it's a little heavy. I know, I know. But I, man, I want us to grow as Christians. I want us to grow as believers. That we're just not saying things, but we're putting action behind it. That we're stretching our faith. If you don't know about Convoy of Hope, they're a great organization. You can go to their website, convoyofhope.org. In here today, you can sponsor one child, two ch- children. You can sponsor for $50 a month. You can feed five kids for the m- entire month. Pretty amazing. You've probably seen the Convoy of Hope trucks on TV. They don't just go out into other, world, uh, other nations, but they actually... They work in disaster relief programs right here in America as well. So when you support them, you're supporting a great organization. Today, before you leave, and I'm not going to say anything more about it because I'm going to continue my message. But today, before you leave, what I'd love for you to do, we're going to up our sponsorship. I encourage you to pray. My goal in my heart that the Lord, I felt the Lord placed in me, is 100 new kids that we can sponsor it's $1,000 a month. You can do the math. But spread over this group of people, it's not that much. And we can make a huge difference in 100 kids' life each and every month. If you feel so called, I encourage you to fill out this information. Put it back into the envelope. Seal the envelope. You can give it to one of the ushers as you leave. Or if you want to leave it on your, on your pew, you can leave it on the pew and we'll pick it up for, for you. And, and we're going to send it all in together as, from South Coast Christian that, hey, this church over here, In Orange County, we believe in showing mercy. We believe in showing mercy through feeding people. It's the heart of Christ. The last and final thought that I want to share with you today is this. Is mercy is demonstrated through forgiveness. Jesus shares a story in Matthew 18 about a parable of an unforgiving debtor. The story was initiated by the apostle Peter when he came to Jesus and said, Jesus, he must have been having an offense with somebody. And he comes to Jesus, he says, Jesus, how many times must I forgive my neighbor? Seven times? Sounds like a pretty good number. I mean, seven times, that's a lot. 
Jesus looks at him, no, 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 70 times seven. Basically, Jesus says, it's ongoing, Peter. And then all of a sudden, Peter starts to, or Jesus starts to share a parable, a story to Peter about how a servant or a king came and he wanted to reconcile all of his accounts and he started bringing the servants in and, and people that had borrowed money from him, he wanted to be paid back that money this king did. And he brought this one servant in who had borrowed lots of money. He didn't have any way to pay the king back for that money. And so then the king said to, to his other servants, he says, I want you to sell this man. I want you to sell this, his wife. I want you to sell his children. I want you to sell all of his possessions so that he can pay back what he owes me. And all of a sudden, this servant fell to his knees and begged for mercy before the king. Fell to his, have mercy on me. The king was moved with compassion. And guess what the king did? He forgave the entire debt that this servant had owed. He set them free. He set him, think about it. If you're about ready to go to prison, what would you give to get out? And this king sets this man free, this servant free. And as you read the rest of the story, he leaves free from, from that place. But immediately he encounters another servant who owed him money. And instead of showing mercy like he had been shown, he showed judgment. He said, if you can't pay me today, man, and he locks him up in prison. The other servants saw what had happened, and they were so distraught, they go to the king, and they tell the king, do you know what happened? The servant that you had forgiven the death, the servant that you had showed mercy to, he didn't show mercy to his fellow servant, and the king brought this man back into the court. He said, I heard what you had done. And he shares this scripture. He says, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And the king says, lock him up. Put him in prison. And torture him. Powerful story. Mercy. The king said, lock him up in prison. And don't let him out until he is in, he's paid his entire debt. Now, we, and I had a God thought that I want to share with you today. I want you to catch this thought. We just read stories and we never apply them to life. And I was thinking about this story and I started thinking about it. This man is locked up in prison. How will he ever pay his debt? How can he pay his debt? I love you. The only way he's ever going to be able to pay his debt if it's someone else comes in and is willing to have mercy and pay his debt for that person. Did you catch it? For every one of us who have faith in Jesus Christ, Christ stretched out and showed you mercy. He gave mercy to you because you had no ability to pay your debt. It was impossible for you. He stretched out his arms, he stretched out his body and gave you mercy. And all is required of you is to have faith in him and to believe.
mercy, mercy, mercy. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And I believe Jesus wants all of us to have this gift of mercy in our life. Where we can show people mercy and not judgment. Where we can set people free from condemnation and lift them up with mercy. Mercy. That's it, guys. That's my message today. That I want you to walk away today on this Mother's Day. And I want you to stretch your faith. My rubber band got away from me. Keep your rubber bands on you because we need to stretch our faith and show mercy. Who do you need to forgive today that's going to require you to stretch your faith? Who do you need to provide healing for today? Maybe healing in relationship, maybe healing physically where you can do something that's going to require you to stretch your faith. Come on. Who do you need, who do you need to feed today that's struggling and you just need to stretch your faith? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, God, that you are powerful. We thank you, God, that you stretch your faith for each and every one of us. You came to earth 2,000 years ago, walked this earth on one mission, one vision, and that was to set us free from the power of sin. You died on a cross, stretched out for each and every one of us. You laid on us, Lord God, so that we could come back alive again. Spiritually, Lord God, we were dead, and you brought us back to life through your sacrifice because you had mercy on us. Lord, we are so grateful for your mercy. Head bowed, eyes closed for just a minute. If you're here today and you've never understood the mercy of God, the mercy of God is, is that he's extended his grace to you. He's not giving you what you deserve to have. But instead, you know what? He's giving you what you don't deserve, and that's forgiveness. And he's giving it to you freely if you're just willing to reach out and step out in faith and grab a hold of mercy that he's provided. If you're here today and you need to say, Pastor Tom, I need that today for my life because, man, you don't know, I just need his grace, his mercy. Raise your hand real high because we're going to say a prayer. To, I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else today? It's your opportunity. Don't be embarrassed. Christ wasn't embarrassed for you. Man, he gave his life for you. Anybody else? Lord Jesus, you see the hands raised today. And God, I pray for each person's hands raised. That, God, that you will provide mercy. If it's for salvation, God, I pray today they'll make the commitment to you. It's for, if it's for mercy in another area of their life, God, I pray that they receive it by the power of your Holy Spirit. Everybody with me today will say, just repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart. Change my life. Set me free from sin. Give me the power of your grace. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit. Help me to choose what is right. Help me to say no to what is wrong. Help me to follow you. I ask it in Jesus' name. I love you, Jesus. And I choose to follow you this day. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Come on, somebody. Maybe you raise your hand today because you just feel like you need a little mercy. I will be praying for you that God will infuse you with his grace today, this week, and show 
you mercy. God good? All the time? He is faithful, man. Always faithful. I love our Jesus. Don't forget about a, a very practical way that you can do mercy today is through the Feed One program.